Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the MuseCast podcast, the podcast for musers. I'm your host, Anais Lucia. And that was today's, um, you know, featured Muse cover by Francisco Valiant on vocals and guitar, Alec Sebrian on drums, and Alan Reynaldo on bass. So great job, guys. You can follow Alan on Instagram at Izard U Y Reynaldo. Um, I'll post the, um, you know, his link in the show notes and video description if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you so much for letting me use your, or you know, feature your Muse cover on the show. If you want to send in a cover to feature in future episodes, I would love to hear it. So. Please contact me through DM either on Twitter or Instagram. That The links for all of that is in the show notes and video description. And if you're hearing any pitter-patter, it's because, I don't know, it just decided to rain really hard um, as soon as I started recording. Like, it had not rained this hard in a long time. I was so busy just setting up this episode, get, you know, getting all my notes ready. And then as soon as I hit record... It started raining real hard and I worked very hard on this episode. I'm going to record it now. I'm trying to put this out every Monday, so we're just going to have to do it. Hopefully this mic is pretty good. But usually when it rains here really hard, um, I'm in Florida, it only kind of lasts for a little bit. So hopefully it doesn't last for the entire episode. Now let's get into the topic. Um, so one thing that's always, you know, that I love about Muse is first of all, you know, that yeah, they're still together after... They've been together, I think, almost 30 years now. It's, it's definitely more than 20, but they're still together, which is amazing. Um, so we're going to talk about how they have stayed together, you know, and like, you know, for that long, unlike many other bands that we know of that eventually, you know, break up at some point, you know, let's, you know, Beatles is a very famous example, you know, Oasis, um, you know, NSYNC, uh you know, rage, uh, so, you know, and yeah, it's sometimes I'll, you know, we'll get back together for little shows and stuff, but Muse is not broken up, and hopefully it never happens. <laughs> um, people all, sometimes, when they find out that I love Muse, they'll kind of make fun of me sometimes, and, you know, they'll be like, or they just try to get a rise out of me, they'll just say like, well, what are you gonna do if Muse breaks up? And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, why do you have to be so negative, first of all? Um, and like, why would you want my favorite band to break up? It's just a mean thing to like wish for. But I'm just like, I'll worry about that once it happens. But I'm actually not really worried that that's going to happen anytime soon. Just because, you know, if you have followed them for as long as I have, like, I feel like you would kind of get a sense as to like, oh, shoot, things are going bad. I'm not saying you're always going to know, but I just don't get the sense that it's going to happen anytime soon. And hopefully it won't, because that would be a very sad uh, day. Before we start all of that, we got to talk about some Muse news. We request that everybody stays calm at the current moment, for there is a zombie apocalypse currently happening on the West Coast. Jaded Hearts Club Band, which is, you know, kind of like Matt Bellamy's side project for group. Uh, they released their lyric video for their cover of Marvin Gaye's list. This love-starved heart of mine, it's killing me. I thought it was going to be an actual music video, but it was just like the lyric video, so <laughs> that was cool, but I thought it was going to be an actual music video. Let me know if you have any thoughts on that in the comments. 
Um, some other exciting news, Panic Station behind the scenes videos were released, so that was really awesome for them to do that, just to kind of give us some kind of content during quarantine, and I really love that song. I love that song, I love the video, I love just how, like, how crazy it is, and it's one of the reasons I love Muse, you know, they're just not afraid to try different things in their videos or in their music, and just, you know, some of my favorite moments from the... Uh, you know, from the behind-the-scenes videos, you know, Matt dancing in the costume shop. That was hilarious with the big poofy thing. Um, the face masks and, you know, just seeing how, like, they, you know, just have fun together. You know, they don't take themselves too seriously, you know. Because sometimes artists will put, or just people in general, like, whether it's a YouTuber or just any famous person, you know, on camera, they'll act a certain way, and then behind the scenes, they might act a different way. And I know they were recording the behind the scenes, so they were still kind of on camera, but, you know, like, it's like, they're always themselves. So, you know, I really like that. And then Morgan, I didn't know Morgan was in that video. Like, <laughs> I realized that when I was watching behind the scenes, I was like, that's Morgan dressed up as a girl. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, and then when Dom was chasing him at the end, that was hilarious. And then Kate Hudson, I thought she was in the video, you know, because that was when Kate and Matt were together. And I thought she was the one with like the black pants and like the gold and black mask and stuff. But then when I watched the behind the scenes and another voice came out, um, I was like, okay, that's not Kate Hudson. And I've actually met Kate Hudson. I know where she lives. That story is going to be for another time. But yeah, she's really nice. So I will say that she was very, very nice and uh, down to earth so yeah i can't believe that panic station was released seven years ago it's i mean seven in muse time that might not seem too far away but like i st when i listen to that now to me it feels like a song that was released like two years ago two three years ago and now it's like seven years ago like i feel like it was just released i don't know um but you know some other things to look forward to next week uh, on april 30th muse will be releasing four songs from the famous tokyo zep show from 2013 so only four songs yeah but um maybe eventually they'll release a whole show but i'm super excited about that so yeah that's something to look forward to i can't wait i might do like a reaction or something or maybe like a live watch party or something i don't know it'd be cool to maybe like watch it with you guys i don't know if i'm going to do it on instagram live or youtube streaming maybe instagram live i think so follow me on instagram so that way we can all watch it together one last bit of news uh sorry is you know so much going on the algorithm squad also uh you know posted their second muse at home two muse fan cover show so the first part's already uploaded on their youtube channel and the second part will be up by the time this podcast is out so you can check it out i'll post a link to their instagram and their youtube channel in the show notes and video description basically if you don't know what their show is about is basically they just do kind of like a concert of muse covers you know and it's you know it involves a bunch of very talented muse fans so you should check it out it's really really awesome i forgot to mention too if you like the jaded hearts club band and you haven't followed me on instagram at musecastpod uh you should check it out because i like just randomly made a one take video for their cover of nobody but me i know they came out like a month ago but i just kind of came up with that idea and i like i love working on one take 
uh, videos and stuff so I'm, I'm trying to do more of those especially now we have some time with quarantine so I just came up with an idea for it and I filmed it it's actually on the YouTube channel if you're watching this on YouTube it's uploaded now you can watch it and it's also on the Instagram page at MuseCastPod so check it out and I'm kind of wearing the outfit from the video too you know I'm just missing the sunglasses and then I would be like totally in my Jaded Hearts Club outfit right now <laughs> Okay, so I found out after I finished recording the podcast and, you know, after I got all gross and in my PJs and I, you know, not wanting to be on camera, but I found out that freaking Jaded Hearts Club band, their Instagram, shared my video on their Instagram stories and then they put little clap emojis, three clap emojis, and ah, so cool, like, that's oh my gosh it just totally made my day my week like i'm so happy um you know i didn't really expect them to watch it or even you know acknowledge it or anything or sh even share it so that just made me really happy i did it just because you know i had the idea and i liked you know their version of the song you know i like the original song but you know i like their version and i just had this idea to make the video so <laughs> um it's just really cool that they shared it hopefully matt saw it that'd be cool just because you know i love muse but um just having the you know instagram uh see it is really really cool and i mean share it is really cool and hopefully some of the members saw it and i was actually uh thinking of making a video for you know their current single um you know the marvin gay cover but <laughs> I'm having a kind of a harder time coming up with an idea for that one, but we'll see. Um, and who knows, maybe I might do a video for each, you know, single they put out. Just because I love oldies and, um, you know, they're a pretty great band. So I wouldn't mind making a video for each of their songs. That would be kind of a cool little thing to do. Um, but I'm just so happy that they, like acknowledged it and then they shared it like it's really cool it just really made my day just like a little action like that makes me just like a band even more so yeah i just wanted to share that it's really cool ah all right back to the show all right so let's get into the topic about why has muse been able to stay together all this time but before we get started i just want to make a little disclaimer i am not a psychologist i have never met muse I'm just an observant person, and I do enjoy learning about psychology. I like to read about it. I like to take classes about it. I like to watch videos about it um, because I just feel like, you know, I can learn more about myself and learn more about others by doing that. Uh, but, yeah, I do not claim to be an expert or anything like that. Um, all of this is just going to be my observations and my opinions, okay, from what I have seen over many years of being a fan of Muse and also just from re-watching a lot of Muse interviews and documentaries, you know, making of documentaries from the early 2000s to, you know, 2018, 2019. So I kind of re-watched a bunch of things. Um, so yeah, remember, it's just my observations and my opinions, okay? I've also worked in Hollywood um, and I've worked I've not just worked there with celebrities, but I've actually made friends with several of them. I'm not going to be name dropping or anything like that, but I have, you know, I, I know, you know, what goes on behind the scenes and stuff. So, um, uh, because I've worked there, um, I've worked there as an actor, um, 
background actor, you know, main actor, you know, all aspects, post-production, pre-production, production, all, like, I've, I kind of joke that I've pretty done, pretty much done every position on a film set, so, so I've seen celebrities who are, you know, and have made friends with some that are very, very humble, especially, like, some huge celebrities, okay, Tom Hanks is one, I'll give you an example, Tom Hanks, is a huge star, Oscar winner, everything. He is probably the nicest celebrity I've ever met. Ever. They call him the nicest celebrity in Hollywood because, um, or nicest man. I don't know. Either nicest man or nicest celebrity in Hollywood or nicest person, but he, he really is. He's so freaking nice. I've seen, you know, people like him who are super down to earth and humble um, and others who are douchebags. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm not someone who has not, you know, Oh, I don't. I don't have any experience, of, you know, with celebrities, or I don't have ex any idea of what goes on behind the scenes. I do. Okay. I also wanted to talk about this too because I feel like the things that I feel, um, you know, are able to keep Matt, Dom, and Chris together as a band are things that we can also use for, you know, that we can learn from as well for our own you know relationships whether it's you know friendships family relationships um romantic relationships work relationships you know teams and pretty much like any partnership all right so let's get started so one of the reasons i think that you know muse is able to you know stay together um is just you know being connected to their hometown roots and you know hometown is kind of loose a loose term here because they're not actually from Tinmouth in case they you didn't know they weren't all born there like none of them actually were born there but that's kind of where they met and everything and the muse that's where muse was formed but yeah they kind of have humble beginnings they're still connected to their hometown roots at the time I had a job I was painting and decorating I was doing, I was doing all these sort of crappy jobs like painting and decorating and cleaning shit out of, out of caravans and uh, all this sort of stuff, and I was suddenly on a plane, first class, going to New York in a limousine, jumping out and like, and then like doing this gig in like New York, and then going down to LA and hanging out in the Oscar ceremony party and going, "Hi, Gwyneth," you know, and all this crap, and it was like, and then going back and painting houses and cleaning shit, <laughs> and um, so that was quite, a, that was quite a surreal experience. Um, I, I like the idea of uh, going, going back to Devon, where we come from, and actually like building a studio down there and doing something there because we haven't actually made an album in where we come from, you know? So the idea of going back to that might be weird and interesting. So that could be an idea of how to make an album differently, yeah. I think we probably all had that same feeling, you know, when we were in Devon that we were kind of, we weren't really from there, although we, you know, probably went through the most important years of our childhood there, but always kind of felt like outsiders a little bit there. Do you think that connected you three as well? I'm sure it did, yeah. I mean, you know, most of the people we knew, all the other people that we were in bands with, you know, before this band, I think, you know, they were all born in Tinmouth and, and a lot of them st are still in Tinmouth, you know? Yeah, we, I think we all had that sort of... I mean, it's lovely down there. It's a beautiful place and everything, but I think we, we had this thing in common uh, that we all knew we were going to leave, you know, Devon and, and, travel, and travel and do things, that, you know, and see the world, basically, yeah. So that's one thing we all definitely had in common, yeah. Yeah, but part of you wants to go back there to see... To see I, what I like it down there. I yeah. love it down there. You know, I'm trying to get these two to come back down there a bit more often. You know, I, I go down there a fair bit, you know. Um, so we still have family down there and stuff, so... I like it down there. It's lovely. It's laid back and cool. Yeah, it's totally different now as an adult. You know, when, when you're a teenager, it seems a bit, you know, it can seem a bit quiet and stuff. But um, I quite like the quiet now. So going along, you know, with that humility is, you know, the fact that they appreciate the fans and, you know, they don't think that they're better than them. And again, this all comes down to humility 
and I noticed that they were like this, you know, back in the day when they first started, as you can see in these clips. You guys were fucking rocking tonight. You were like, oh my, you were like jumping like a motherfucker, and then you like flew. <laughs> I got like five dollars left because I bought your CD, see? I am an official Muse fan now, you're one of my favorite fans now, because I never heard of you. And then I saw you, I was like having orgasms. We do the gigs, which are you know always pretty energetic, you know, and full on, and uh, the crowd always seem to get into it and love it. And then afterwards, we like to try and you know meet people and have parties and mess about and get loads of people in our dressing room and turn the stereo up full and turn the lights off and see what happens. <laughs> when I sort of have a, a bit of a party or a bit of a gathering with people who are in the gig or whatever, it helps you. It helps you sort of understand who you're playing for and it, and it doesn't make you think you're too separate from them, you know, whatever like that. Even now, even though they're, you know, bigger and they're a lot more famous, you know, it's not, you don't have that access to them anymore. Um, they still seem very, you know, humble and appreciative of their fans. So I feel like that is something that has lasted, um, you know, till now. So humility is just a very important thing in you know, a, a very important quality that I feel like everyone should have and it's going to serve you well if you're humble. Good communication is also very important as well in any relationship and I think Matt is, well all of them, you know, seem to be good at communicating but Matt, he's kind of seen as, you know, like the leader, right, of the group. I'm not saying he is but that's kind of how he's like perceived because, you know, he's a lead singer and he's a you know, lead guitarist and, you know, lead songwriter and everything like that. But he's just, a, you know, very good at communicating and, um, you know, just the way he speaks to, you know, Matt and Dom is, you know, and he's collaborative too, you know, so it's important to not just, because I've seen people who think they're good leaders because they're like a manager or something, but they don't even know how to communicate with respect or anything like that. So I feel like you definitely need to be a good communicator. Do I try the bend, a big bend instead of a slide, Chris? That might be cooler. And who happens again on the third one? Wee, 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 boo! You know that? Right, okay. So catch the boo on the third one as well. What do you think of that? Is that too like two fieldy thing? I, I quite like it. So if you notice in the clip, he asks, can we try this? Um, and then, oh, he asked Dominic, oh, what do you think of that? You know, he's asking for his feedback. And instead of saying, can we try this? And instead of saying, like, do this, let's do this, let's do this, he asks, can we try this? So it's more collaborative. He's involving him. Um, so I think that's very important. Like, you might not realize, you know, maybe record yourself, I don't know, with your friends and see how you speak to them. Because those little tweaks in your language, I think, make a difference and if you're always kind of like you know you may come off bossy if you're just like let's do this let's do this and you don't ever ask for anybody's opinions or feedback especially if you're working together whether it's in a relationship asking you know what what does your partner think about you know this vacation spot or something or if you're working together on a project like if you're always kind of just putting out demands I guess or just let's do this but you never ask oh you know like, what do you think about this? Like, people are going to think that, 
you don't care about my opinion so they're not going to want to help you because it's like you're not showing the respect to them you know and if you want somebody to i've you know i've learned this too because i have read a lot about good communication and stuff um if you want people to try something instead of just like oh you know do that do that oh no that's bad do that um ask them you know oh what do you think about this you know that way it's like you're getting their opinion too it's not just like oh just do this instead you know so just think about those little things so sense of humor is also very very important and if you have been familiar with muse you definitely know they have a sense of humor <laughs> they do not you know take themselves too seriously they you know have fun uh when you're with each other and also you know in terms of you know their music their work they don't you know there's some people that maybe when they're not working they they can be more you know lighthearted and stuff but they take their work super seriously and they can't budge or you know they're not really flexible or anything but even in their music they're very <laughs> flexible and they have fun like you know there's been several times when they've said oh yeah we just thought like that sounded cool let's try this it's just you know we don't even know what this means we just thought it was cool so they're just you know they don't take themselves too seriously and that's one of the things i love about them because i don't take myself too seriously i don't really like people who do like they're just not fun to be around so you know i think that's also you know helps them stay together because just think about it if you're around somebody who's taking everything too seriously or takes themselves too seriously they can never joke about themselves like that is not fun to be around imagine being you know around that person long term whether in a relationship in a band or anything you're gonna like want to kill them so that's why i cannot be around those people i try to kind of distance you know limit my time with those people as much as possible if i have to interact with them i can never like date somebody who's like that here are some examples of them just like not taking themselves too seriously and having fun. I'm news hanging out with us for the entire show in a desperate attempt to boost ratings. Uh, and this is, uh, this is going to fail miserably because this is unintended. This is the most boring song they've ever written. <laughs> I've always got to feel like I've got to convince Matt to do it. I'm like, come on, resistance, it's great. And he's like, nah, shit. And I'm like, I don't say that. I don't say that. <laughs> it's great. It's a great song. I don't say that. <laughs> oh, I like it. You can do that one. You're watching Dynamite TV, yeah? <laughs> the other thing is i feel like there's not a lot of or any really big egos in the band i don't really see like dominic chris or matt have any big ego and i am cannot stand egos like i'm very i have like zero tolerance for egos so if there was an ego i would be able to sense it um, I like you know like I said I've worked in Hollywood and there's so many people like I cannot stand not just like big name celebrities but I'm talking about just just any you know influencer actor whatever if they say any just one thing that's too arrogant or egotistical I'm like just get away from me or I will get away from them because I cannot stand one percent of an ego like I, I'm like no tolerance like Kanye get out of here with Kanye some people can tolerate him I cannot like I said I have no tolerance for egos and they don't seem to have one also I think they're very um you know secure confident and Dominic and Chris don't seem like pushovers either everyone seems to kind of keep each other in check I feel like Dom and Chris don't seem like pushovers and I feel like they would probably stand up to Matt if they needed to um not that 
even Matt would do anything like that bad or anything because he doesn't seem like a jerk or anything. But I just feel like if it ever happened, Dom and Chris would be like, no, you're being stupid. Like, they're not afraid to, like, call each other out, you know. So I think that's also good because, you know, it just keeps a nice balance, you know, um, in the relationship. And, you know, like I said before, Matt is, you know, kind of considered to be, like, the leader of the band because usually in bands you know whoever the lead singer is um you know uh, lead singer lead guitarist is they are kind of the leader in a way that's how they're seen i'm not saying that's how it truly is but you know and also like i said he's the main songwriter but we cannot diminish you know the contributions that of dominic and chris because if you've watched the making of documentaries you can see that they're very involved as well in you know working on the songs and stuff but one thing i love about matt and again we're talking about humility here is you know matt gives chris and dom like t their time to shine like he and he has like no problem with that he's happy about that and i think to me that's like a sign of just like a good person and a good su good supportive friend and partner someone who doesn't always need the limelight and will give you your time to shine but will be happy about it too they'll be proud of you they won't be just like okay you had your 15 minutes now can i be in the spotlight now <laughs> like for example when i've seen muse live and you know uh they're you know they're performing their freaking you know the munich jam the helsinki jam and i love it because they just sound amazing but i just like that like when they're doing that matt is not even there like, he's not there. He's not like, I still need the attention because there, I know people who, like, even if it was, like, somebody else's time to shine, they would still need to be on stage. Like, I still need to be a part of this. I still need to be seen. Like, they would not be able to, like, give the attention to somebody else. And I can't stand those people. <laughs> like, But Matt is not like that because I notice I'm like, he's not even here. It's like, like, for him, it's like maybe his time to go get a break or something like that. But I feel like he's also, like, genuinely happy, like to like give them their time to shine and i love that um and also when you know i've noticed when they perform chris's songs you know liquid state and save me like i look at matt's face and he just seems so happy to like like yes i don't have to sing or anything like that it's not like he's bitter like oh i want i want this attention on me but you know it's i have to give it to chris right now you know whatever like um you know first of all he was fine with you know chris having those songs on the album so i thought that was wonderful because you know they're all very talented and i would have been like really mad if i heard chris wrote these two songs but matt didn't want you know him to sing lead on them or he took them away from the album i'd be so mad at that but you know they don't disappoint because they're just awesome people um so i just really love that that chris got his time to shine and that matt seemed like totally happy with it he wasn't bitter and like i said like if you ever see them live and they perform save me or liquid stay just look at matt like he seems so happy you know and i think i did hear in one interview not the ones that i saw but like i think i either heard or read in an interview that it was like kind of like a nice break for him like oh i don't have to sing right now <laughs> i can just you know so it's i think that's the other reason he likes it too and also you know not only does matt give dominic and chris you know their time to shine but he has no problem you know giving them compliments and you know just recognizing their talents and just you know even when they're not there you know he still talks you know really 
good about them. It was a 20 year anniversary of, uh, was it Kurt Cobain or something? We tried to do Lithium yeah. and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't sing it, you know. It's Chris, luckily, we've got a great bass player who sings and uh -huh. so he took over. Yeah. So he was a, a drummer who never played bass. And the story goes you went, learn to play bass and you can be in the band. Basically. And I just assumed that wasn't true. <laughs> no, it's true, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we did know he could play the guitar, though. Yeah, he played right. the guitar. But, but, but in a band, he just played drums. And, uh, and, and but we, we could just tell that he had like real musical talent. You know what I mean, like, and, and you know, he had it too. And, and so we, we sort of thought, well, he's the, he's the best other musician person in this school. So let's just get him in and get him on the bass. Yeah. And then the other thing I love about them is that you know they really seem to care know know each other and then uh, just you know care about each other. Um, you know, like for example, I thought this was super sweet where uh, apparently Matt made a lefty guitar for Dominic because Matt designs his own guitars like Manson guitars it's like you know a right. brand of guitars is a thing that he does and he's given me he's made me rather that the first ever left-handed well, guitar I, I, I called someone in a factory and said yeah, he just made a call but it's the first it was the first left-handed one, first ever, one ever, ever made so yeah he's a lefty that is a very thoughtful gift because you know your friend is left-handed and he it was kind of the one that taught you guitar <laughs> um so that i thought that was a very very thoughtful gift and to me that shows you know that he actually pays attention to his friend cares about his friend because there are some people that like you think they're your friend or you think that they're your boyfriend or girlfriend and then they'll like say something and it's like okay like do you not listen to anything i've ever said <laughs> you know like you know i never do that you know i don't like that like you should know this by now and it's like do not pay attention to me like not pay attention to me but like do not pay attention to what i say and that's super frustrating especially when like you've known someone for a while and you realize wow they really like or they'll buy you a gift or just do something where like you've said that you hate that or you would never do it and they, it's like are you paying attention like when i talk like what it's just kind of rude i hate when people like just don't listen <laughs> you know i i really love that about matt that he's just kind of like a caring caring friend and then i also really like this uh clip of you know matt talking about them getting paid equally and you know him having dom's back matt bellamy lead vocals guitar piano keyboards dominic howard drums <laughs> <laughs> must try harder when you when you split the money up that comes in do you get a bit more because um, on paper it sounds like you do more work. Yeah, I, d I don't. I don't get paid more for that work, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we yeah, this year we split everything equally in the regarding recordings and the live. Wow, I was watching you in the studio with the full orchestras and 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 all of that. Yeah, we're, very, we're very good at blowing cash, basically. Yeah, so yeah. We're, also, we're experts at that, both but, live and in the studio. But what do you do? You go to those sessions. There's no drums on some of these bits. <laughs> Uh, I do actually. I did miss the last string session, but no. When we, um, you know, we produced two two <laughs> albums. That's the only string session you've ever missed, though, isn't it? Yeah. It is actually because I'm always yeah. here, but I couldn't make it. But also, they even though yeah, they can be goofy or whatever. But when it comes to conflict re resolution, they seem to resolve things in a mature way, in a fair way. Uh, it also helps to have a mediator, <laughs> you know, person in the group. Um, I feel like in every group, any type of relationship, I think it's good to have at least one person kind of be the mediator uh, in case things get a little crazy and it looks like in news uh chris seems to be the mediator so uh here's a little clip of them talking about that i think we we certainly became a lot more um we had to be a lot more kind of 
open and listen to each other in some kind of weird way, you know, <laughs> because we all had to, we felt like uh, we couldn't really make any really serious, solid decisions without all three of us really being in a room at the same time. Mm. And being a three-piece, you know, the democracy wins, you know, so it's often like a two-against-one kind of position to get a decision made. Who's always losing? Someone's always losing. What well, the battle. Yeah. Um, Someone's always t- me, me, me and Dom had quite some relatively relatively serious arguments. I'd say <laughs> when we were making the album, yeah. uh, I, I really wind him up when creative um, conflicts. When, when, when he has when he has trouble, like it doesn't happen all the time. But when there's songs where you know he wants because Dom wants to do lots of takes, you know, and, yeah. I, and I get bored after about three takes. You know, right. I do like two or three takes, and I just like tail off and go. And when it carries on going, I end up going into the control room and becoming like the worst. Juicer in the world, like, come on, push it, do a better, do a better drum fill. You can do better than that. And I just really pushed him. And once I pushed him so far, that he threw the drumsticks at the window and said, <laughs> and it stormed off. <laughs> and it, but it was real though; it was a real proper like. And, uh, I so only I, got in the mood like once in the whole like making of the album. Yeah, but, uh, but because of you. But it, it seemed like a lot of things. It seemed like we disagreed on. It seemed like me and Dom pretty much always disagreed on things. But that's where Chris stepped in. And Chris is uh, is bigger pretty, than you. To be he's fair, bigger. For a he's, start. he's a lot bigger than us. Yeah, he's, he's probably twi- you know twice the size of us. So when he steps in and says something, ev- everybody just goes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, conflict resolution. I feel like is something that so many people <laughs> need to work on, and that is something that if it's not if if the conflict resolution skills are not you know they're not good in any of the partners, it's just it's not going to work. Like, no matter what relationship is, like, that is something that's very important. That is, unfortunately, something that's not really taught in schools. It's, you know, I guess life teaches you, but sometimes people never learn those lessons. So I feel like it is important to read up on that, get some couples therapy, some family therapy. I don't know. They will help you with conflict resolution. But if you could just, like, figure that out on your own and just be adults, um, that would be... And just work on, like, compromise and stuff. Um, that would be really helpful. So again, we're going to talk a little bit more about just, you know, being a, you know, Matt being a humble, collaborative leader, you know, they have like a really good partnership. There's a lot of teamwork and that's important in any relationship. And it's impressive, you know, that Matt is like that because, or just notable, because like I said before, you know, he's the lead singer and guitarist and main songwriter. And, you know, in a lot of bands, you know that i've seen too like just uh, the lead singer lead guitarist like they have huge egos and i can't stand them <laughs> but matt you know he's both he's both the lead singer and the lead guitarist and the songwriter so you know he's multiple things and you know you would think he would kind of have a reason to have a huge ego but he is still so humble and that's awesome you know just because you have talent doesn't mean you have to be a jerk dude and there's that's something a lot of people in Hollywood don't realize. Like I will tell you this, that in my experience, the most stuck-up people on set were like the no-name actors, like the actors that like it was just like their first major role that nobody and nobody knew who they were. They had the biggest egos on set. And it's like why? Like calm down. Like nobody knows who you are. Like calm down dude that's such huge egos i couldn't stand them and then the a-list actors the ones that you would think you know we're gonna be douchebags we're so nice i'll give you all i'll drop some names okay we'll see some okay tom hanks like i said he was one sharon stone i worked with her on the scene i haven't even watched the movie to see if my scene came out but i worked with her on the scene she was super nice i was scared before I met her, I was like, oh my god. They told me you're going to see one Sharon Stone. I was like, oh shoot, she's going to be 
a B-I-T-C-H, blah, blah, blah. And I, please, I hope you know who Sharon Stone is. Please. Okay. She's A-list actress. Look her up. Iconic. But I was scared. And she was super nice. Very supportive of me. Like, just very down to earth. You know, told me I was, you know, I was a natural, all this stuff. So, um, yeah. So, like, her, Tom Hanks, you know, and then other celebrities I haven't worked with. But, I've, you know, you hear all these stories, you know, uh brad pitt tom cruise that they're very like humble they are just like so nice to like the crew and everything like that and you would think those celebrities yes i know there are other ones like you know bruce willis <laughs> and some other ones i could name they're kind of douchebags right but like you know you would think like the brad pitts tom cruise tom hanks they would be a-holes but no they're really nice and then others like i said they're like no-name actors nobody knows who they are and they're the biggest a-holes like what so that's what i'm saying like Matt kind of has a reason to have an ego, but he doesn't. So I think that's kind of what makes a person humble. It's like when they could have an ego if they wanted to because they are very talented and maybe they, you know, they're very successful, but they still don't. You know, to me, that's like a humble person. It's like, wow, you know, and that says that says a lot to me about them. So here's just, you know, so a few examples that I've seen of uh, Matt just you know, being his humble self, not taking himself too seriously, just, you know, being self-aware. Yeah, man, no, you can definitely, you know, you can hold your own. You ever been on the cover of a guitar magazine? Have I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm ashamed to say, yeah. I've been on, the, uh, I've been on a few, yeah, a few, right. actually, yeah. They kind of blag me into it every now and again, and I've got to sit down. You, you kind of have to sit down with them and go through all the tablature of all the songs. It's pretty like, cool kind of though as a guitar player getting recognised in a way on that stuff, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's what it is, but kind of, yeah. I'm not sure how, how cool is it to be on a guitar <laughs> mag. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought you were really intelligent. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, no I, I sort of learned how to pretend to be as time went better. on. <laughs> I've got a speech impediment where when I put P's and R's together, it comes like a pua pua. Uh, so I said I, I have to make a song that basically exploits this to the maximum. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, pua 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 propaganda, basically. Years ago, we just, it's just a three of us and we started getting these big venues and we thought we weren't very interesting to look at so we thought we had to compensate by <laughs> right. loads of video screens in and loads of lights and lasers and all sorts you know so you yeah, made yeah. it so he's, he's asking if i mind doing like a or if we mind doing like an alternative version of it you know but, you know we're, we're used to being up there you know we've, we've done a few so uh, we'll, we'll be all right <laughs> you'll be all right we'll, we'll give it right. our best we're shot. fine <laughs> i like that you're like we'll be all right so if you noticed in those last couple of clips uh matt in one of them he corrected himself he said if I mind, and then he went, oh, we mind. So I, I really like that he corrected himself because some people are not self-aware. Um, they'll say like just dumb things or not dumb, or just like, you know, things that could be worded differently, but they're just not aware at all. And he corrected himself like, oh, we're a team. He said, we, and then later on he said, we, a lot, we, 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 we. And another person who does that a lot, if you notice, is Bernie Sanders compared to other candidates. And, you know, if some of you may know, I don't know if you're in the U.S., but it, he never, he's never talking about my campaign, my this, my that, my that. If you haven't noticed, look at his interviews. He's always talking about our campaign we can do this it's all you know that says a lot about a person whereas other candidates are like people need to vote for me i'm this i'm this blah 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 me 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 so you might not think that makes a difference but it really does about a person just pay attention next time you are talking to somebody um you know whether it's a family member friend or whatever just and if you are part of a team organization see how they talk are they always talking about themselves i i i me 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 or are they saying we, we, us, our? That's another reason I love Bernie Sanders, because he's 
not all about himself despite what some idiots say look at how he talks just notice and i also love how matt you know compliments dominic and chris um because like i said i've just I, in case you didn't know i'm 34. <laughs> i've been around <laughs> so a lot of this is just things that i've learned from my own life um i've lived in um probably seven different cities in several different states i've traveled a lot had over 20 jobs in different industries so i feel like i've lived many lives i'm not saying i know everything but i've definitely learned something i learned a lot um, i would be an idiot if i didn't learn about my, my own experiences and the experiences of other people i think it's very important to learn from everything you go through um, so yeah like i said i've been around i've learned <laughs> a lot and you know, that's also just like what makes a person, uh, I guess, charming, like, uh, you know, have or charisma or whatever. It's just complimenting other people, uh, giving them the spotlight, not making it all about you. And like I said, I'm very observant. <laughs> so, you know, and I listen to how people talk. So when someone is, like I said, making it all about themselves and like they like, they don't recognize other people like their contributions and stuff it annoys the heck out of me also because i was that kid in school that i hated group projects because you know i was like the one that did all the work and i would get none of the credit <laughs> or i would get very little credit and then everyone else would take credit for my work so it really really bothers me when you know people don't get recognized for their contributions and stuff so i love how you know matt he recognizes their talents and he obviously trusts them and everything and lets you know dominic and chris you know be creative partners there with the songs when they're making the albums but also you know he doesn't mind complimenting them dom's an expert mario i mean expert carter right mario carter but he's definitely an expert so. these two uh are like super fit now you know what i mean like they always have been fit but like they're like fit like they're ready to take their shirts off on stage basically that's, that's pretty much where it's like like no, it's true. It's true. I don't know like, why you, like, you want to see that so yeah, much, Matt. These two are like down the gym every other day. Do you know what I mean like pumping iron and stuff? So like, I, 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 you know, I'm in the gym a little bit, but I'm a bit more lazy. But I think I think we're probably like fitter now than we were when we were 25. Do you know what I mean? Chris, yeah. you know, you know, when you're playing the top notes quite hard. I think that's quite good. You know, one take wonder, Chris, isn't it really? <laughs> so again, just an example of Matt. You know, the quote-unquote leader of the group, just being his humble self and you know giving credit to other people. That's like I said, if you want to be. That's just a key, you know, that's a concept that you can use just in life. If you want people to like you, you know, some people are really worried about that. Just compliment other people, but they have to be genuine compliments, okay? That's a tip I give to a lot of people is just be genuine. That's how I've actually made some friends, but I wasn't trying. Like, you have to be, that's what I'm saying, you have to be genuine about it. Um, like if I see someone like I made a friend a few years ago when I went to Jersey I talked about my little trip to Jersey not New Jersey the island okay <laughs> in the UK but I went there and I saw this girl and I really liked her outfit her running outfit I went to run a 13k and I just went up to her and I was like oh I really like her outfit and then you know she was like oh thank you and then we just I think I asked her like oh, are you from here or something like that and then we just started making a conversation and by the end of the day, we were friends and we're still friends, you know, and it all started because I complimented her and it was a genuine compliment and I wasn't overthinking it like, okay, I'm going to say this, she's going to like me and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I was, I just want to say, hey, I like your shirt or hey, I like your outfit, you know, and I do that other times too if, you know, whether it's a guy or a girl because I'm not doing it with like this, 
you know, underlying like intent of like, or malicious intent, intent or anything like that. Like, it's just a genuine compliment. Like I genuinely like that thing that they have or they're wearing or they're, or something that they made. And I just tell them and, you know, people like getting compliments. So instead of trying to like be cool and like this is how people are going to like me, be cool. It's like, just be like nice to people and compliment them and recognize the things that they contribute. You know, that's what Matt does. So, you know, that's why I think he's a likable dude. Well, one of the reasons, you know, he's a likable guy. So another thing that's very important in any uh, kind of relationship, and I think something that has helped me stay together is space and boundaries between each other. Because when you're in any kind of partnership that's long-term, whether it's a marriage, you know, or just any relationship, um, you know, or like a band, you know, tours together. You need space. Space is healthy. You need to miss each other, okay? If you want to break up, whether it's any kind of relationship, if you want, like, be together 24-7. A lot of people are probably experiencing that right now during quarantine. Um, but yeah, space is so important. So I'm a person who I love my space. I try to have as much space as possible. I have no problem with space. I have the opposite problem where people are like trying to be with me 24-7. And I'm like, can you like let me breathe, please? Uh, so space is very important. And I think Muse, they know that. And they give each other time off when they're not recording. They live in different places. So space is very important. Okay, so whereas a friend, friendship, you know, um, romantic relationship, you need to give each other space so you can actually miss each other, go have experiences, and then come back and talk and share those experiences, which have new stories to tell. You know, if you are in quarantine with people right now, you probably realize how important space is. That's why I'm kind of happy that I'm quarantined by myself uh so in these clips uh dominic uh, talks about you know having separate rooms while they're uh working on resistance and he also mentions uh about how chris has to fly for you know band practice did it nearly drive him mad i mean with the moments when you find him like literally over the keyboard at yeah four in the morning. i mean we were lucky because we had like two studio setups while you were kind of freaking out or right in the string arrangements you know we could be in the other room working on something else so that certainly helped we've all lived in you know we've been quite spread out for many years you know and i suppose we hadn't lived in pretty close proximity to each other since we all lived in timoth you know devon mm. where we're from so it was nice just to kind of i suppose for these guys you know to see families and stuff much easier i mean normally chris would be flying on getting on a plane to come and go to a band practice or record or something like that. So another reason that, you know, Muse, I think, has stayed together is just that, you know, they haven't had any new members. I'm not discounting Morgan's contributions. He's obviously, you know, helped them a lot uh, for touring. But, you know, I'm not going to comment on whether Yoko not or not. Yoko broke up the Beatles or not. I love the Beatles. They're one of my favorite bands, too. I read this whole humongous biography about it. That was really good. Um, but I still don't want to just blame it all on Yoko. Um, I don't want to, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. But I feel like don't fix what's not broken, you know? And I feel like that's probably, they probably realize that. And they're like, yeah, like, we have a really good dynamic between us. Why? And then they just know each other really well because they've been together so long. They were, you know, friends for a long time. So it's like, you know each other so well. So if you bring somebody else who's like... It's not gelling well with all of them. It 
would really mess things up and i think they're just mature enough like they know that they recognize themselves like i feel like like yes they can be very goofy and and things like that they make fun of each other which is great but i also think they're just like emotionally they're pretty mature guys like they've been not, not just now but i feel like since they were young like i feel like they've been very motivated like i said um in episode two of the podcast when they were you know always working hard to become better musicians like they're very motivated they knew they had to put in the work um and you know they seem to resolve conflict pretty well they're not um i'm not saying that it doesn't get crazy because they have mentioned you know about how like sometimes they'll like yell at each other and stuff which is fine but like they're not you know for example like other media figures you see like especially like some like youtubers and stuff they'll go on twitter and do like you know they're a little you know talk about their drama and stuff online but like muse doesn't do that have you noticed like they're not like bashing each other online if they have any conflicts they resolve it private which i think is a mature way to go about it you know so people even that are older than muse like still don't get that and i think emotional maturity i think that comes down to a lot of it like all of this i think has to do with just like a lot of emotional maturity and you know, sometimes people get confused, like, they think you can't be mature and, like, goofy at the same time. They're, like, mutually exclusive. It's like, no, like, I'm like that. I feel like, you know, I can be very goofy. I'm a big dork. I can be a big kid. But when it comes to, like, certain things that you need to, like, step it up and be mature adult, I can do that. You know, just have to have a balance. I feel like, like, so many things just come down to having a balance. Like, if you're too much on one side, it's not gonna work. Like I said, if you take yourself too seriously, like, yes, it's good to, you know, focus and learn and become better and, yeah, you know, take certain things seriously so you, I guess you can improve. But, like, if you take it too seriously, you're gonna be, like, not flexible and then you're not gonna be able to deal with certain things. So it's good to, like, be able to go with the flow too. But then if you maybe go with the flow a little too much, you don't have much structure and then maybe you don't get things done you procrastinate so that's what i'm saying just balance in i think every aspect of your life will really help i'm not saying i'm perfect muse is not perfect either um as long as you work on anything that you realize like okay i'm kind of lacking in this department just work on it you know and that's what i try to do i've always been really big on like personal self-development i don't think there's any shame in just trying to become a better person so but basically um like i said you know they realize that they have like a really good dynamic so why why mess that up you know by bringing in a new member and honestly think about it how would you as a muse fan react if they brought in like a new official member i think maybe i i guess maybe if it was morgan it might be fine but any other person Come on, just be honest, you probably wouldn't like it, okay? Just saying. I mean, maybe if it was, like, somebody, like, you know, from Rage or something, that would be cool. But they, I think that's why they do, like, the collaborations, because it's, like, a way for them to kind of, like, kind of get their fill of something new without actually ruining like their band you know what i mean i realized i didn't ever want to be a f well i don't say ever but i mean i didn't want to be a four piece you know i wanted to be a three piece and i, I wanted to learn the piano myself okay so that was before they brought in morgan um because morgan i think came in uh, during the black holes and revelations tour so that was before morgan but you know still ever since they had morgan come in and help them during that tour they are still a three piece so i feel like the philosophy you know matt's thoughts about that have still stayed the same and like i mentioned before 
when they do collaborations with other people, I feel like it helps fulfill that urge to want to do something new because everyone has that. You don't want to be bored, right? Um, whether it's like in a relationship or at work or something, you need a spice. You need a spice. Variety is the spice of life, right? Um, so like I said, balance, balance. You need kind of like a structure, something secure that you can kind of like rely on and come home to, but then you also don't want to be bored, right? So that's why some people... Okay, it's going to be a little bit adult right now, just letting you know. Um, you know, they'll try a couple who have been together for a long time. They want to spice things up, okay? And they'll do certain things, you know, with toys or other people just to add some variety, spice things up, right? Or they'll take like a trip somewhere they've never been. So I think it's helpful that all the members allow each other to go work on other things. You know, Matt is working on the, you know, with the Jaded Hearts Club band right now. So, and Dominic did for a little bit too. I wish he was still in there, but it's okay. Um, so they, you know, have that. Cool. So they can go do that on the side and then come back and be muse too. And then Chris, in case you didn't know, he actually played bass on this song called Bones by this band uh, called uh, Moriar Moriarty. Um, and I think they're from Tinmouth too. It's a really good song, actually. I checked it out, and uh, I'll post a link in the description below and then the show notes, but it's actually a really good song. I, I, I saw it just for Chris, I will admit. I was like, well, Chris worked on it, so let me see it. And it was actually really good. And I like the video, I like the song, and I listened to it again, so go support Moriarty. So I think that's also important, too. You know, you can see that there's no... You know, they have that freedom that it's not so restricted where it's like, okay, if you're with Muse, you can't work with anybody else, no other side projects and things like that. Because I feel like once you put those restrictions on somebody, they're gonna resent you. So, you know, if anyone, if you've been in a controlling relationship, which I kind of have been, you know, <laughs> with people who like, don't let you do anything, it's horrible. You know, it's like you feel like you're in prison. Um, you're in a cage, like, oh my, like, I just want to do this one thing. It's not even, like, a bad thing. But now I can't do it because this person's going to get all upset and jealous. Um, so that is just not good to put any kind of restraints on somebody um, just trying to express themselves and their freedom. <laughs> We're not going to go into, like, the government or anything like that. But I'm just talking about, like, relationships. So, you know, or sometimes even certain jobs, they'll have certain clauses in there. Where they'll be like, oh, you can't work for this certain company, blah, blah, blah. So you kind of have to look into that when you sign with us. Or if you leave that company, after you can't work for a similar company, you know, in the next three years or something. So I've been in jobs where they had stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. But just freedom. Let people kind of, you know, express themselves and do what they want to do to be happy. Don't kind of cage people in it's not not good they're not gonna like you for it so another very important thing for any relationship is to work is you know accepting and just loving each other for who those people are don't try to make people change people can only change if they want to change so you if you want to work with them date them um live with them or anything you have to accept the person as they are and love them for it um or find somebody else <laughs> don't try to change them because like i said they can people can only change if they want so if they do want to change something about themselves and they're like i need your help cool go help them but 
you cannot chase someone who does not want help or does not want to be changed. So I feel like, you know, Matt, Dom, and Chris accept each other as they are and, you know, love each other, you know, you know, in a friendly way, you know, they love each other as they are. And when he brings these ideas to you and you're saying, Matt, that is just you singing into your phone in the car, making stupid noises. I mean, do you do you react in that way or do you think, ah, oh, the stroke of genius? It's, it, you've, got to, you've got to have a good imagination. <laughs> it's, it's kind of always been that way, I think. I think even going back to, you know, the first album, which probably seems quite tame in comparison now but I'm, I'm pretty sure even back then I think I think the first time you played the you know the idea for the baseline for Moss Museum it was like yeah what, what is that you know that was like didn't sound like anything from any rock band I'd ever heard before so I think I think we've always been kind of used to the, the kind of slightly crazy ideas that come in but I guess that's kind of what makes us us you know and if you're just listening to the podcast and not watching it on YouTube I'm just going to say um, you probably will get more out of this episode if you actually watch it on YouTube because of the clips. Uh, I feel like you'll get more out of it if you can actually see the members, you know, their expressions, ex facial expressions, because you can't really get that through the audio. So I'm just letting you know in case you want to check it out on YouTube later. Overall, I think, you know, Muse just love each other. They trust each other, as you can see from, you know, just the way they work together on their albums because you really have to trust each other. Um, trust is so important. If you've been in a relationship, you know. And it does, it's not even a, just a romantic relationship or in a band or anything, but like working, oh my gosh, micromanaging people are the worst. I'm sorry, like I cannot stand, I've worked with so many people that they'll hire you for something, but then they're like, wanna manage every little thing. It's like, okay, did you, hire me like do you not trust that i can do the job like please leave me alone like do not hire me if you're not going to trust me to do my job so trust is super important and i've also broken up with people who didn't trust me they thought i was like cheating on them every five seconds when i've actually never cheated in my life i'm like and i actually told them like i cannot be with someone who doesn't trust me so bye if there's no trust i'm sorry like no relationship is gonna work trust is super important which i feel like muse definitely has that um and then just respect respect is huge as well um you know just think about any situation that you've been in where you felt like you weren't respected did you did it make you like that person no right so if you feel like that's lacking in any any kind of relationship in your life try to you know work on that and i feel like trust trusting each other is a way to respect each other i don't put up with disrespect and at work, it's a little bit hard when it's somebody that you have to work with and they don't respect you. I just try to kind of like it's like limit the amount of time I have to be with that person. But yeah, if you're disrespectful, not just to me, but to just anyone, uh, I don't like you. Like, <laughs> I just don't. So I will try to be as civil as I can if, if, if I have to interact with you with work. But if I don't have to interact with you, I'm probably not going to talk to you. Like, just avoid you. Like, I don't need... Like, when you get older, like I said, I'm 34. When you get older, it's like you get don't tolerate as much. Like, there's so much I don't tolerate now that I used to put up with as a, when I was younger. But now it's like I'm, like, whip-a-snapper, you know? <laughs> I don't put up with, like, nothing, really. So you need to come with your A-game. You know, be a good, decent, respectful person. And if not, and humble, too. And if, if you're not... Get out of my face. That's how I am. I'm tough. 
<laughs> I may seem all sweet and stuff, but I'm I don't put up with that. So so here's an example of what I think uh, is just Matt being like pretty respectful of Dominic. Um, I feel I mean I feel like I see this in a lot of interviews, but this one particularly because you know Matt, as you'll see or hear I guess, but you'll see this if you're. That's why I think you should watch the podcast instead of just listening to it. But in this clip. Matt, you know, first of all, he has no problem with Dominic answering questions. Like, sometimes you'll see some lead singers or just celebrities that, like, don't let other people, like, answer questions. It always has to be them. But Matt, he has no problem with Dominic answering questions, Chris answering questions. Um, but in this one, it's just Dominic and Matt in the interview. But he has no problem letting Dom answer. And he's actually, like, genuinely interested in what he's saying. It's not like, ugh, well, I guess I'll let him answer and... He's just like looking off to the distance or like looking at something else like I don't really care but like you can actually see like in the video that he's actually genuinely interested in what Dominic is saying you know because he looks at Dominic when he's talking and he if throughout the interview if you watch the whole thing you know Matt is you know looking at Dominic and like tries to get his opinion you know so it's like he really respects Dominic he values his opinion and I think that's lovely and I, I love um so i feel like it's a example of like a true partnership and just love and respect and trust lovely friendly upbeat uh -huh. people yeah and, uh, rehearsing we yes. just finished the album just like a couple of weeks ago oh really pretty much so uh finished like mixing it and mastering it and all that business so we're just like rehearsing learning how to play the songs live yeah so just about figuring it out and uh looking forward to playing the radio one big weekend so here's another example of just like i think it's just so cute but um, you know, there's just like this uh, love and respect for each other. Um, and since it's from the making of the Resistance documentary, but I feel like a true friend is gonna be proud of you, like, and just be happy for you. If something, if you do something good, or just something good happens to you, or just any accomplishment in your life, a true friend is gonna be happy for you. That I feel like that's the way you can tell who your true friends are. When something really good happens to you, like, who's actually happy for you? If they're condescending, passive-aggressive, they try to bring you down, to me that is not a true friend. And when I see somebody acting like that towards me, I'm like, bye, block, unfriend, because you're not a true friend. I don't need you in my life. I have no problem getting rid of those people. But I love this clip from the Resistance documentary because the conductor is praising Matt on his, you know, composition when he wrote, you know, you know, a United States of Eurasia. And then Dom, you can see Dominic. That's why you have to watch the video. But you can see Dominic just like looking at, like he has like this proud look on his face. Like he's just like so proud of Matt. And I just, I love it. I think it's so cute. It's gorgeous. It's just lovely. Yeah, a great smile, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. It sounds like Marla or something. <laughs> and then this is so exciting. So to me, that's, that is a true friend right there. Um, he was just like, ugh. Why is he getting this attention? Uh, I'm so much better than him. So thank you for just, oh, I just love that clip. It's so precious. It's so precious. So another way to tell, you know, that somebody's like your true friend or that they really respect you is the way that they talk about you when you're not in the room. Because people can say whatever, you know, they think you're going to like when you're there um, because they want to manipulate you and get something out of you. But I feel like what they say when you're not there is more of a reflection of how they feel and what they truly think about you. And then with breakups too, like how do they talk about you when after you broke up, okay? Um, I actually am still friendly with some guys that I dated. And when I say friendly, 
like don't be perverted okay i mean friendly as if like if we see each other we're very civil we're like i said friendly we're just like hey how are you like you know we wish each other the best and blah 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 um because we're mature <laughs> you know and also we realize like yeah we dated but didn't work out but we can still be friendly it doesn't mean we have to like hate each other's guts you know what i mean and I still think they're great guys, but they just weren't the right guys. I love this because it shows both Matt and Dominic talking about Chris being good at, you know, all the instruments. Can he play guitar like six string well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's an all-rounder, yeah. He's an all-rounder. So here, you know, even though, you know, Matt and Dominic are going to be in the same room for these two clips, um, you know, the first one, Matt is going to talk about, you know, Dominic being you know, a leader back in the beginning of the band when they first started and then teaching him guitar, which again, I feel like it's showing respect, you know, to his friend. And, you know, even though they've been together for so long, he still remembers that. And I, I think that's awesome because sometimes people, you know, they'll become famous and then they don't realize, like they forget about the people that helped them along the way, you know? And I hate when that happens. You know, you can see Matt still has not forgotten about how, you know, Dominic was the one that, taught him all this uh, stuff on guitar. Well, I could play slide guitar, yeah. blue stuff, and then yeah. I met Dom and he taught me how to play like power chords, man, and all that right, kind of stuff. Right, right. And he taught me like Nedatonic Dustbin, like kill your television, <laughs> that kind oh, of thing. Dude, this, this has been such a great interview. I've enjoyed these revelations so much. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and he, he could play oh, bass and guitar before. And we known each other now? Dom was like, Dom was like kind of like the musical leader back then. Like right. he, he was like, you know, like, Chris couldn't play the bass or guitar either. Wow. And, and, and now Dom, Dom was like, Dom like knew all the parts for like all Nedatonic Dustbin songs. <laughs> And here's a clip from the making of Second Law, uh, where Matt gets feedback from Dominic about playing the guitar, which, you know, makes sense, obviously, because Dominic does know how to play guitar, and he is one of the, you know, he taught Matt how to play a lot of guitar uh, back in the day. And, you know, I love how, you know, you know, Matt is not egotistical about it. He trusts Dominic because obviously he knows that Dominic knows what he's talking about. And that comes back to kind of what I was talking about, people who are micromanaging. They'll hire you or, you know, and then they don't trust you to actually do the job. It's like, I know what the heck I'm doing. Why did you hire me? Don't hire me if you don't trust me, you know? Um, but they trust each other and they respect each other. So, you know, I love that. So let's check out the clip. Do -do -do. You're leaving a big camp. So you should go. What's the best watching the video podcast you probably noticed that it's a lot more brighter now <laughs> because the rain stopped because like I said when it rains it doesn't rain for that long here and yeah so when I first started the podcast it looked really dark and scary and now it's bright again <laughs> so that's what it's like living in Florida it rains for a very short amount of time okay so another important life lesson i feel we can learn from muse and i feel you know one of the reasons they are able to still stay together is that they follow their heart um i know it sounds every it sounds very cheesy when i say that but it's very true um they follow their heart and then they 
you know, found other people who share their goals and values. Um, because, you know, I think that's another reason why some brand- bands break up because there's a member or, or two or whatever who, you know, they're in the band, but it's not really what they want to do. Like they were doing it just to pass the time or because the opportunity came up, but it wasn't really, their heart wasn't really in it. Like maybe they really wanted to be an actor or maybe they really wanted to be a director or they wanted to open a restaurant or something else. So, but they're, you know, they knew, like I said, they're very, they, they're pretty like self-aware emotionally mature dudes where like they knew from a young age what they wanted to do and you know they focused on that you know they follow their heart you know and I that's something that I always tell people like I know it sounds very cheesy but it's true and I was actually the commencement speaker at my college you know commencement and I said that in my speech because I feel like I said it's very important and that's something that I try to live by as well like I move a lot and people think it's crazy or think it's annoying but I like you know one of the reasons I do move a lot is because I follow my heart <laughs> and I, it sounds so cheesy but it's true like I've never regretted moving because when I move it's because oh I think it's you know just time it, I just feel like it's the right time to leave it's time to move on you know to you know an- another opportunity that comes up and I've never regretted it if I didn't follow my heart and I was like no I'm gonna stay here because it's like safe and secure like I would probably be kicking myself just I would always be wondering like what if I had done that so I feel like if you want to do something you have to do it just follow your heart (laughs) as cheesy as it sounds follow your heart because then you're always going to be wondering like what if I had done that what if I had done that and I feel I feel like so many people like they end up like you know 60 years old and they're like oh shoot I didn't actually follow my passion you know but Muse did and you know I think that's why they they have been able to work because they knew what they wanted to do they all wanted the same thing the same goals and they you know found other people that wanted the same thing and that's why they work together because they actually like if you know about their story about when they got together I think they were in two separate bands like Matt and Dominic were one band and Chris was in another band and apparently when you know uh, Matt was trying to get Chris to join them he was like you know your band's not going anywhere or something like that and I think they had also mentioned about how some of in maybe like a different interview I don't know I've seen so many but like um, there was another one where I think they mentioned how the members in their bands like one or two of the members weren't really into the music but they were so it's like oh okay so they recognize that they were you know smart enough to recognize that okay you know I see that they're not really as into it as I am so I'm gonna find people who are that passionate and I think that you know what they were like 16 17 when that happened that's very mature to recognize that you know and I've done that even in my own life like with relationships where I'll be dating a guy and you know I like him I would love to you know be in a relationship with him but then I realize you know like I said I'm very observant so I'll be like I don't feel like he's as into this relationship or this the possibility of a relationship as I am and I would break up with them you know even though I wanted to be with them but I recognize like they weren't as into it so you know, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. I want to be with someone who wants to be with me and is into this. Um, and you need to be with somebody who you're, you know, you're passionate about. So I think, you know, you not only have to recognize your own passions and, 
what you want to do but also if just notice other people if they're passionate or not like don't try to force people to work on something if you can clearly see they're not into it like try instead of trying to force somebody like that it's not going to make them happy you know and do you want to be that friend then they're going to resent you you know try to find other people who are into what you want it's just like not a good energy when you get people who aren't into it to like work on something with you it just brings the whole vibe down so that you're much better off finding people who are into it so again follow your heart and then find others who share your passion values and also have the same goals instead of forcing other people to you know go along with what you want from a really young age i remember really really being touched by music and loving it i think from four years old i was like kind of like dressing up as like adam and the ants and was kind of into <laughs> stuff like that you know so and trying to play the guitar and um but yeah early days i think you know as soon as probably as soon as the three of us got together it suddenly felt like uh this is something that we want to take a little bit more serious and then um and then, then realized that we probably weren't going to be able to do any other job, really. I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, same as Dom, I was kind of into, you know, into music from a really young age. But I think, I think it was like, you know, a lot of, you know, enjoying music is, I guess, finding the right people to play with, you know. And, uh, you know, that thing, chemistry or whatever you want to call it, when you, when you feel like you're making music with, with the right people who have got the same ideas as you and you kind of want to go in the same directions, then it it all kind of becomes a lot more enjoyable. And I, th I think we'd all been in bands before where, you know, it was okay, but I don't think we ever really felt like it was going to go anywhere. And I think that feeling changed as soon as the three of us got together and started, you know, working on our own songs. And, yeah, that was when we were 15, I guess, you know. Uh, for me, yeah, probably, I've, I think I've always known from a very young age. Uh, I love sports so much, but I was never good at any of them. And uh, so the only thing I was good at was music. So I kind of like realized from the age of about probably seven or eight that like this is what I want to do. If someone asked me at that age, I would have said I would have been in like a, a big band jazz or something like that or some, I don't know, something like that. I never thought about rock though until I met these guys. Yeah. So that interview was from 2018. So yeah, even now they still seem to generally love what they do. They found their purpose at a very young age and not only did they find their purpose but they found other people that they got along with well it's just like i feel like it was meant to be you know everything i think also another reason is that they're happy with their role in the band they're just doing what they are generally happy doing they're not oh i'm gonna do this while i you know just to pass the time even though i secretly want to do this other thing you know, like Dominic, even though he can play other instruments, he seems to really love being the drummer. Chris loves playing the bass, even though he can play other instruments too. And he loves, you know, he can sing as well. But I feel like they have like this really good dynamic where they can kind of explore other talents, you know, that they have and play around with that stuff. Nothing is really suppressed, um, but they're rolling the band. They're happy with it. It's like not like they don't have like an ulterior motive where you know it's like you can see like Dominic really wants to be a lead singer you know or like Chris really wants to be a lead singer because sometimes you can see that maybe not in you know in bands but just like other types of relationships or partnerships where you can see the person's not really happy and or they're pretending because it but they really want to do this other job or they want to take over someone else's role or something like that but I feel like they're all in the right place they're all where they're they want to be and they're happy and that's why I think it works because no one's trying to like take each other's spot. So I think that's important to just be happy with what you're doing and I feel like the, re the way to be happy with what you're doing is to follow your heart. Do what you love and then you're going to love what you do.
don't try to force yourself to do something that you don't want to do i know not everything's going to be like flowers and rainbows sometimes in order to get to where you want to be in life you have to do things you don't really want to do but it's a necessary step to get to where you want to be so i'm not saying that everything's going to be just like pleasant and awesome i know from experience but you have to do certain things to get to where you want to be and you know if you really want that goal it's going to be worth it for example uh you know acting which you know I've, I've done you know you when you first start you have to do you know do a lot of free projects you just to get the experience but then eventually hopefully that's gonna lead to uh, jobs where you do get paid and that's unfortunately that's kind of the sad truth for a lot of creative fields it's like we have to work for free like doctors teachers lawyers we you don't really seem to work for free i mean i guess you can if you want but you don't really have to but in creative fields it's like ugh, it's kind of necessary unfortunately but the end goal is to get paid to do what we love so hopefully we can all make that happen we're almost done we're almost done <laughs> another big thing i feel that has helped muse you know stay together is all the years that they've spent traveling traveling is super important i think not just well because i love traveling but for relationships to see if they're gonna work or not i feel like it's necessary I, if when you take a trip it's gonna make like make or break a relationship um there like there are certain friends even that i love i love hanging out with them but i would probably never travel with them <laughs> because you when you travel with someone you have to spend a lot of time with them so once you find like a good travel partner it's amazing um but it has to be the right one because you don't want to kill each other i feel what with friends it's not necessarily necessary to travel with them but like uh, if you're someone that you're gonna be in a long-term relationship with you want to marry them freaking travel together and if you can survive a trip together maybe several then you probably found a good person I'm not saying it's guaranteed that it's gonna work but it's a much better chance than if you didn't travel together because some people they think it's all good and then they go on their first trip together after getting married and then they're like oh my gosh I hate this person so speaking of that I'm just gonna share this quote from Bill Murray that's talked talks about it's more like romantic relationships and travel but i feel like it still applies if you're gonna be like in a long-term relationship in terms of like a band <laughs> and travel together so he said if you have someone that you think is the one don't just sort of think in your ordinary mind okay let's pick a date let's make a party let's get married take that person and travel around the world buy a plane ticket for the two of you to travel all around the world and go places that are hard to go to and hard to get out of and if when you come back to JFK, when you land in JFK and you're still in love with that person, get married at the airport. <laughs> okay, so you don't necessarily have to get married at the airport. You don't have to rush it. But <clears throat> I feel like it's very, very true. Because when you travel, especially to a place, uh, the best test, I feel, is if you go to somewhere where you both are not familiar. Don't go to like a place that one person like knows everything and then you're the odd man out. If you go to, because that way you can kind of see how you both react to challenges because you know traveling expect the unexpected okay so you have to see how each other deals with you know unexpected things that arise and how you handle them together and how you work together as a team because it's going to require teamwork so i feel like that's another reason why muse 
has they been able to stay together is because they've had uh, so many years of traveling together and they still like each other. Like, so I guess, you know, they must seem to really get along and like each other. I'm not saying it's perfect and they never have any arguments, but, you know, they're able to resolve them and still like each other's companies. So I think it's still very exciting, exciting to go on tour. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I think we all still love traveling and just seeing different cities still you know we're still very much getting to know cities and countries even though we've been to them you know loads of times but you know the they're often such brief encounters with them that it's exciting to go back and kind of try and discover more so yeah i personally still love it you know we still love playing and and uh you know and traveling's fine yeah so this is another reason why i think space is very important in any relationship especially like if you know there's going to be a time where you're going to have to be together all the time like traveling space is important before that so that way you can actually be excited because if you're 24 if you're if you're together 24 7 and then you have to travel where you're together almost 24 7 like you're gonna want to kill each other and if you're in quarantine with somebody you probably already know that <laughs> so in so let's review some of the points that i made about why Muse has been able to stay together for so long and you know these are things like I said that you could apply to your own life and pretty much any relationship you have so staying connected to you know your hometown your roots staying humble not thinking that you're better than other people good communication having a sense of humor don't take yourself too seriously having fun keeping each other in check, being supportive of each other, and giving others time to shine, recognizing and acknowledging talents of other people, uh, being a collaborative leader, getting feedback from other people, uh, you know, just being a good partnership, having great teamwork, having space, boundaries, knowing what you want and being on the same page with everyone else. So, you know, just open communication, freedom to work on other projects that make you happy and, uh, you know, experimenting as well, accepting and loving each other for who each person is, love, trust, and respect for each other, following your heart and finding others who share your values and goals, loving what you do and genuinely enjoying each other's company. And if you grow apart, you know, just break up, okay? <laughs> because that happens too. Don't feel like because, you know, it worked at some point has to work forever because people do grow apart. And finally, traveling together. So that's what I think. So let's see what Matt has to say about staying together and how it's kind of rare in this day and age. I think I think staying together actually is is I've sort of realized that's kind of the that's the thing you know what I mean like because so, so many of those bands you mentioned you know there's so many bands in the 2000s that we were were our peers and we'd play with them festivals and stuff and see them all the time so many bands great bands and they just sort of seem to disappear one by one and most of the time it's just because they you know someone fell out with someone or some you know some problem of some kind you know so just like, you know, just staying together in the long term uh, is kind of like, I think I said it earlier, it's quite a rare thing, I think, in this day and age. We made it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you did not watch this on YouTube, please watch it if you can, because the clips, I feel like the facial expressions do say a lot, because that way you can kind of get the full effect of what I'm talking about when it comes to Muse, not my facial expressions, okay? Um, so thanks again. I really appreciate uh, your time with me. If you want to check out my other podcast where I talk about a bunch of random topics, you can check out Quarantined Happy Hour 
Uh, you can subscribe to the MuseCast YouTube channel if you're not on it yet, where I posted my Jaded Hearts Club video and some other random videos about Muse too. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Follow the podcast on Instagram at MuseCastPod and Twitter at MuseCastPod. Uh, the links for everything are in the show notes and video description on YouTube. Again, please send me any Muse covers that you have that you would you like for me to feature on future shows or you know any show ideas, anybody that you would like for me to interview because I do plan on doing interviews on this podcast. So yeah, I don't want to take any more of your time. And also just, you know, please share any thoughts in the comments about why maybe you think uh, Muse has been able to stay together for so long because this was a very long episode, but I think I covered quite a bit, but I would love to get your thoughts. So please leave any comments. Uh, if you're on Anchor, you can also leave me like a voice message too. So that would be awesome. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next Musecast podcast. Bye.